Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicola Petrucci and by now I chose a name for this podcast. It's probably something that you do before you start a podcast, but I'm very indecisive, which is something that we're going to talk about in a minute. Does anyone else hate saying their last name? Because I don't know if it's just my last name or the fact that everyone tells me I say it wrong. And I would just rather introduce myself as Nicola. But for some reason, I felt like I needed to tell you my last name. So now you have it. I hope you enjoy. Today is a great day because Taylor Swift came out with her version of Red. Amazing. Incredible. I wanted to talk about her song with Bonnie Vare, the song Exile, because I absolutely love that song. They used it at the end um, of the show You, the season three finale, which I felt like was so fitting and perfect and made me tear up. Um, Season one was my favorite though so far, and I'm really sad that Love is Dead. Sorry, spoiler alert, Love is Dead. Um, She may not be. They could have just acted like she was. Um, like they did with Candace, which would be super exciting. I'm not sure. We'll have to find out in season four. I just love the show. I think it's so good. And you know what? I wanted love to die. Um, That sounds so bad, but love made me so angry. And then once she died, I think I was like, oh shit, Joe is the villain. And like, of course, Joe was the villain, but Joe found someone that accepted him for him which honestly, you can try to convince me that he's going to find someone else that will accept him for him, but I know that won't happen. And I think he saw himself way too much in love and hated it. And that's why he wanted to kill her. Um, But I love that show. There's so many shows that I could talk about. Let me know what your favorite shows are. I would love to hear it. So back to being indecisive. The reason why I cannot come up with a name for this podcast I am a Libra. Now, you might ask me what that means, and I would tell you that I don't know. I always am talking about how I'm such a Libra, but to be totally honest with you guys, I don't really know what that means. I know Libras are known for balance, and it's always represented with the scales. Awesome, amazing. Um, I guess I could see myself as being balanced. I don't know if all the Libras feel like that if you're a Libra. I would love to know. I would also love to know your guys' zodiac signs. I think it's super cool. Um, I want to have someone on the podcast talk about zodiac signs because I find it so interesting. And I think it's so interesting how obsessed people are with zodiac signs. Like there are literally people who will not talk to other people or date other people with a certain zodiac. And then there's like your moon sign and your rising and all of that. My moon is a um, Aries and my rising is a Leo, by the way, if that means anything to you guys. I just think it's so ironic that I constantly talk about being a Libra when I don't really know what that means. And I think I love it because people are constantly telling me that I'm an epitome of a Libra, which I think is cool. I'm like, wow, you see that much of a Libra in me? I just find that so interesting and like how 
society and our generation has become obsessed. I will definitely try to have a guest come on and talk about zodiac signs. It's something that I'm very excited to be educated more on. I'm currently getting my bachelor's degree in management, which you probably don't care about, but I'm just letting you know kind of where I'm at right now. I used to go to school for fashion, which is very interesting and very different from management. Um, And I loved it. I loved learning about fashion. I was doing fashion merchandising with a minor in management, which was super exciting. And I still love fashion. I just feel like management is something that I can always use and isn't so competitive to get into, if that makes sense. And I would definitely like to get a second bachelor's in it. I just didn't want that to be my primary degree only because I wasn't 100% sure that that's something I wanted to do that wasn't a hobby, if that makes sense. I'm kind of just figuring it all out. I'm 22, so, you know, this is the time to figure things out. I'm trying to not stress it too hard because I try to not regret things only because, like, we're always growing, we're always learning, and I don't want to look back and regret my decisions because I'm in a different place than I was when I was a fashion major, and I'm at a totally different school, and I went to college at 18 years old, so, you know, I'm... I'm I've grown I'm not the same person so I need to remember that when I you know look back I told you how I love fashion already I love like beauty and pop culture I love skincare I used to have really bad acne and I um basically cured it I mean I still have some scarring and stuff but my skin is so much better and that was something that was super hard for me to deal with because who likes to have acne? No one. I love pop culture, as I said. I love celebrities. I think it's so interesting how people idolize celebrities when they're just people. And like, for sure, there are celebrities I love that like I would love to meet. I love Kim Kardashian. I love Harry Styles. I love Taylor Swift. There's, I also love Billie Eilish. If you guys know, (laughs) I got a tattoo for Billie Eilish. Now, I love Billie Eilish so much. I think she's incredible. Why did I get a tattoo for Billie Eilish? I don't know. I was going through a lot. So, it maybe wasn't the best decision. If you guys are not tattooed or you want to get tattooed, just remember that tattoos are permanent. And I know you're like, of course, Nicola. I know tattoos are permanent. But I'm telling you from experience that I made a wrong decision. I want to get this tattoo removed. I do adore Billie Eilish. No hate or shade against her. But it's a big tattoo that I don't love anymore. And it's there forever. And it's in a very (laughs) visible area. So that's just a side note. And it's so funny because like I wasn't like I loved Billie Eilish, but I wasn't a diehard fan. Like if people are like, oh my God, you got a tattoo for Billie Eilish because I was just talking about how people idolize celebrities so much. And it's not even that I was like obsessed with her. It's just like I loved her music and I thought she was amazing. And I just got this tattoo. Hard to justify that decision, but it's okay. It could have been worse. It could have been a worse tattoo. I know my mother disagrees with that. My style is so important to me and has always been important to me. 
Um, kind of what I was talking about, about going to school for fashion, I have always found clothing and expression through clothing to be so important to me and so interesting um, in other people. I love seeing how people like curate their style and their wardrobes. I am a big thrifter. I thrift about I would say about 80% of my closet is thrifted. I find it so much easier to thrift to find like basics and that kind of stuff. If I had more money, I honestly am going to be truthful with you. I don't know if I would be thrifting as much. I, I definitely love it, but it is a lot of work. And, you know, sometimes you'll go to a thrift store and be there for an hour and find like one thing. And it is a lot of work to go through. It's obviously so much better for the environment. And I find it so cool because the pieces that people ask me the most about are the pieces that are thrifted because you can't get them anywhere. And it's almost like rewarding to be like, hey, listen, you can't go buy this. And I don't gatekeep my clothing. Like I will tell everyone where my stuff is from, but it is exciting to know that you have a piece in your wardrobe that no one else has but thrifting is more accessible and significantly cheaper than most places where people do buy their clothes but like I said before if I did have more money it might be a different situation I can't say for sure that I would be thrifting as much So I kind of want to go back and talk about my childhood because I feel like that's a good place to start to kind of understand where I am now and how I am as a person now. When I was younger, I loved fashion and obviously, as I had said, that hasn't changed. I never wanted to wear pants when I was younger My mom has told me ever since she can remember, I would want to wear dresses and skirts, and I just loved that. I felt comfortable and confident, and I loved feeling super fancy. So when I was probably in preschool, my mom would let me wear dresses to school, and of course, when it was cold, she would have me wear thick leggings and tights and jackets. She would never send me to school knowing that I could possibly be cold. But there was a mother in particular that my mom said would question her like, oh, isn't your daughter going to be cold? And it's just so funny because mothers love to police other mothers and like have a say in how they parent when they really have no right to be saying anything in the first place. And I just thought that was funny because worry about your own kid. Like, I was fine. I was wearing thick tights and socks and a jacket. So I would always wear dresses, like I said. And my kindergarten graduation, I have pictures and videos, um, which I could share. But I wore, like, one of those bangle bracelets that, like, wrap around your arm with, like, so many diamonds. Obviously fake. It was, like, costume jewelry. But... It was a huge bangle and I wore like a diamond tiara and like necklace, like um, earrings, sorry, and a necklace. And that was to my kindergarten graduation. And I felt so fabulous. Like you could not tell me anything when I was that 
age. I felt like I could do anything and I could be anyone and I felt amazing. And that's another thing with like other parents saying something to my mom. Like my mom wanted me to have my own identity and be able to show self-expression and be confident in who I was. Imagine if I wanted to dress the way that I wanted to and my mom made me wear pants or whatever, what she wanted. Like, I would have been devastated and it would have just created, like, a bad relationship between me and my mom. And also it would have hindered, like, my development um, and probably I wouldn't be the same person that I am now. And I know, like, style doesn't seem so important to some people, but for me it was who I was. It was just a big part of me. And clearly that hasn't changed. I've said that a few times already, but I'm trying to emphasize how important this was to me and how my mom allowed me to be my true self when I was younger. And so, you know, all the other They didn't really say anything about the way that I dressed. It was always the parents that would say things to my mom, which is so funny because kids are so innocent and they didn't care. Why would they care if they were wearing pants and I was wearing a skirt? Why why would it matter? It wouldn't. And it's just the moms. But yeah, it was definitely hard for me as a child because I was super outgoing. I was the child who was always talking, who was loud, who had something to say. I was very extroverted and I still am now. So in regards to my personality and how I dressed, teachers would view me differently as they viewed my little sister. My sister Emma was three grades below me and every teacher that had the two of us would always look at Emma as being the most amazing child, the child who was so smart and was quiet and compliant. And for me, it was, oh, Nicola, she always talked. She always had something to say. And it was very hard for me because I was confused as to why they thought my sister was better than I was. And being young and impressionable, that's how I viewed it. I felt like they thought that Emma was a better child and was a better student and that definitely followed me like through my life because I always felt like that was how authority viewed the two of us and so Emma was looked at as being a good student and a good child because she didn't question things. She was quiet, she was more reserved, she wasn't talking to her friends all the time but me questioning things was looked at as being bad. Me talking and being outgoing was basically in their minds going against what they wanted because they wanted us to just listen and accept what they said for what it was. And that just isn't how my brain is wired and it's never been how my brain is wired and still to this day, I can't accept things just because you tell me them. I need to understand it and I need to see it and I need to experience it. And I felt like 
all of my teachers could have been better with understanding that students learn differently and students are different. Just because I was outgoing and my sister was quiet doesn't mean that I was problematic and she was a good student. And what I experienced as a child has led me to who I am now because little Nicola honestly followed me into adulthood. I often find myself doing things that I would have done when I was little and just seeing my little self in me now of like questioning and not allowing others to take my identity away from me. And of course, there are times that I have been too sensitive and, you know, acted out of emotion and I have to work on that. And, you know, a lot of people have this issue of making things super personal when they don't need to be. And I am just a sensitive person. It's in my nature. It's who I am. But there's times where it's appropriate and not and also how I go about the situation and how I react, which, you know. I will be working on for a while, but I do feel that I need to question everything and speak out. If I feel like something's not right, if I feel like someone said something that I don't agree with, I'm going to say something, but not because I want to argue, and that's another thing. I feel like people often view those who are always speaking up um, as being, you know, problematic or wanting to argue. And I really don't want to argue. I'm not out here looking for an argument with people. And I feel like that's a good way for conversations to start and people to understand each other more in depth because the way that you are, you are the way that you are for a reason. The way that I am is from my past experiences, from my childhood from just the makeup of my brain and I feel like the more we start talking about those kind of things the more we can come to not necessarily an agreement but almost like a shared respect. Now society's issues with powerful women is something that I really wanted to discuss is something that could have a million episodes and I still wouldn't cover everything that I wanted to say about it. Society views powerful women as being moody and problematic and sensitive and powerful men as taking initiative and taking charge and knowing what they want and determined. And it's so difficult to be a woman who feels like I can't express how I feel without being labeled as sensitive or moody, especially when I was younger. And now, like when you hear, oh, she's just on her period. And it's like, actually, no, I just have an opinion just like you, but you feel like you have something to blame it on. And people will argue to the depths that women are more sensitive than men. And that's also another issue because men feel like they can't get mental health help because as a society, we're conditioned that women are sensitive and men are strong. Men are the head of the households and women, you know, lay back and cook and clean. And of course, people have broken those gender roles, but it's ingrained into society. For example, AOC is amazing. I absolutely love her. If you don't agree with her policies, that's totally fine. I do, but that's not what I'm talking about. AOC is very strong and determined. She's very intelligent and 
people are often discrediting what she has to say and saying that she is moody and she wants to argue with everyone and the amount of times I've heard her labeled as crazy which is another thing crazy is often thrown around and it's super derogatory but especially when you're talking about a powerful woman why are you calling them crazy why aren't you calling other political figures who are just as determined and outgoing with what they're saying is being crazy I really wish that in my lifetime this stigma for women will be broken and especially young girls because as I've said everything that I've went through as a child I remember now. I am the same person but just more mature and young girls are so impressionable. In one of my fashion courses we talked about different cultures in regards to fashion and something I found so interesting is the marketing towards young boys and young girls from such an early age. There are little onesies for toddlers, even infants, that'll say like, ladies man, or loves to build things. And then the little girl shirts will be like, I love makeup. I love makeup and texting. And that might not seem like a big deal to some of you guys, but that has been ingrained in society from such a young age. If we're doing that to toddlers, that is something that they're being taught from the time that they're little. In elementary school, I was myself. I felt like no one could touch me. I felt confident and I felt amazing. And when I went to high school, I really felt the immense pressure of growing up and I went to a private school so there's I was so not ready for the change and I felt like middle school was supposed to prepare me for that but private high school is truly like the movies in my opinion like of course the movies are more exaggerated but the things that people that kids have access to at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old is ridiculous. And like the privilege just from like going out, like my friends and I would go out and get served at like 16 years old because we just had that attitude of like, we are untouchable. The girls that I still talk to definitely relate to the way that I felt and the way that I feel about the situation now. It was so hard for me to constantly feel like I had to be someone else, whether it was the way that I dressed or the way that I talked. I was blonde at one point, which if you know me, I have very dark features. I am not a blonde. My hair has been black for the past like six years now. I wanted to be this like Barbie, this image of like a Barbie and I wanted to dress preppy and I wanted to fit the role of being a private school kid and feeling like on top of the world because having the name associated with me of the high school that I went to I felt so privileged like I felt like I was able to get away with things just because of the name that I was associated with And I feel like that's why my friends and I would go out, you know, and get served at 16 years old. 
I'm going to have a lot of different guests come on for future episodes to talk about many different issues like mental health and privilege, society, societal pressures, pop culture, fashion, politics, all that kind of stuff. If you guys want to be in an episode, just let me know. You can DM me or text me, whatever. And I have a few exciting things planned with some certain people. And we're going to talk about mental health, as I said. And also, um, I didn't mention this, which I am now like surprised that I didn't mention. But I was in a sorority for a year in college before I transferred to the college that I'm at now. And um, I had not the best sorority experience. So one of my friends is going to come on and we're going to talk about the parallels in her sorority, my sorority, and kind of how we view sororities and how that um, affected us. Remember to show yourself self-compassion this week. Self-compassion is extremely important, something that I'm working on and I know will benefit all of you. And send me some DMs if you have any questions or comments, critiques, ideas, if you want to collab, be a guest. Um, Just let me know. And until next time, I'll see you later.